Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Productive Muslim Nation podcast. My name is Adam and our guest today is Amina Mumin. Amina Mumin is a personal trainer and health coach. She's a founder of 40 plus fit muslimah and she's a strong believer of positive psychology, which is the topic that we are going to discuss today. Hopefully you find it beneficial. If you like the conversation and if you find the conversation beneficial, please thank Amina for taking the time out and sharing her story with us. Reach out to her to let her know that you appreciate it. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Positively Amina and you can visit her site 40plusfitmuslimah.com to learn more about her work. That's it. Enjoy the episode and see you in the other side. Firstly, I'd like to start with thanking you for taking the time out. Thank you so much, Brother Adam. I feel so honored and excited to be here today and discuss healthy living for Muslims, Muslimas, especially since I'm a Muslima. Yes. And, uh, and I'm actually a 50 plus Muslima. I'm uh, getting quite on in my years, but Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Life is still good, alhamdulillah, and I still have many things that I want to accomplish. <laughs> Inshallah. Inshallah. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Shazakallah My pleasure. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm super excited. Mashallah. Mashallah. Me too. <laughs> my intention is to talk to you about positive psychology and healthy living. Yes. And I have been following you your your work on instagram and facebook Alhamdulillah. Uh, i love what you do most people might not know you so shall we start with yeah. a brief introduction tell us oh sure more about oh sure it. no problem so my name is amina mu'min i was not born amina mu'min i was born rebecca childress i'm a native texan actually a fourth generation texan here in dallas uh, usa I met my husband, Muhammad Abdul Mu'min, at the University of Texas at Dallas. He proposed marriage to me, and I wanted to marry him for sure. But I told him, look, you've met my family because my family was here in Dallas, but I have not met your family. So don't you think you should write your family? And he was from Bangladesh. So I said, don't you think you should write them and, and let them know about me? So he agreed and he wrote a letter to his family back home in Bangladesh. And he told them about me and he was intending to marry me. So when they uh, wrote him back, they suggested that I become a Muslim. So at that time, I had known some Muslims uh, in high school and I'd studied Islam in school. And I knew Muslims in, at the university too. So I didn't object to becoming a Muslim. Um, and I really wanted to marry him. So that's how I became a Muslim. We were actually married in the mosque here in Richardson. And I live about a mile and a half, two miles away from it. The same mosque that I got married in and as well as made Shahada. Oh, the same day I got married. And that was in January of 1986. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've been Muslim maybe longer than you, Brother Adam. Mm, is it true? true? That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> which is which is fine. Alhamdulillah. Whatever it is, that's what it is. I'm very happy that I found Islam, and it has helped me in my life so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Our masjid has grown leaps and bounds. Now we have several of them, multi-million dollar buildings that are huge and beautiful and wow. um, packed with people, alhamdulillah. So it's all good, you know, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Wow. So what inspired you, uh, got you started on your journey at Positivity, Amina? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, my husband alhamdulillah muhammad abdul mu'min allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all his mercy wisdom and greatness decided or uh, took him back to him he passed away in 1997 mm. and that was when my children my oldest was 10 my youngest was one years old i i have with muhammad abdul mu'min i have four children alhamdulillah and so i was basically became a single mom uh, in 1997 with four children and uh, so anyway I had remarried about a year year and a half after he passed away I was blessed with one more child and then I was married to this brother for 17 years but uh, it didn't end up well we unfortunately were divorced although you say unfortunately but you know everything happens for a reason Mm. And there's good out of everything. That's what I believe. So this happened in our divorce was legal in 2017. But in we basically had broken up with each other in 2015. I went through a lot of, I was diagnosed with depression. I went through counseling for four years. So a lot of changes. What happened to me was I started to think that I needed to change the way I was, that I thought. I needed to change something inside of me. Mm. And I came across a book at a used bookstore that was called The Power of Positive Thinking, written by Norman Vincent Peale. And I read that book. It's not a very big one. Um, and it, it was written, I think, in the, a long time ago. I'm not sure, 1940s or 50s. It really influenced me. He's, he's a, he was a Christian minister, so mm -hmm. he quoted a lot of Bible verses. And of course, you know, he attributed things to Jesus Christ, but that's okay because I understand what he's saying. I mean, as a Muslim, you know, I don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, um, but I do believe that, there, that Allah is always with us and that through Allah we have the power to do amazing things mm -hmm. and we can change anything in our circumstances if we just you know believe and just have faith mm -hmm. and just really when you change your thoughts when you change the way you think you can change your entire world this was the quote that norman vincent peel had in the book which attracted me at the used bookstore <laughs> to mm -hmm. buy the book yeah. And once I read it, it really, really has influenced me. Now, since then, I've gotten into actual uh, psychologists who have been studying and they have a whole branch of psychology that's called positive psychology. Yeah. And these are not necessarily people who 
they might or might not believe in God or religion, but they definitely do believe in the power of positive thinking and how it helps you in life to overcome anxiety and depression and to really just change your whole world. You know, many years ago, uh, I had read a story and I can't remember one of the scholars had written it. And I just don't remember which scholar and I can't even find the book I'd read the story in. But it was about two men on that were traveling together. And you can think of it, maybe they were like on a train or on uh, a caravan or something together. Yeah. So they were both discussing, you know, their trip. And one of them was talking about the place that he just came from. And he was like, it was the worst place. The people were rude. It was dirty. The food was awful. Um, you know, there were so many thieves. Just complaint after complaint again mm -hmm. and again. And the other guy, he's like, oh, subhanAllah, I had such a good I mean, stay. I slept like a baby. Their city was beautiful. It had flowers everywhere and beautiful trees, and it was so clean. The people were so nice. Everyone treated me so well. The food was delicious. He only had good things to say. And so then each of them asked the other, "Where did you? Where did you go?" And they mm -hmm. had gone to the same place. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, it's. It's all about how we look at it, right? It's and all about how we see it. Yeah, our perception of the things. Yes. Yeah, so mashallah, I remembered that story whenever I was reading about this positive thinking and it just made me start thinking that subhanallah, um, this, is, this is what it is in life. It's all about how we see it. I mean, the Prophet Wasallam, you know, he was the most positive thinking person ever. I mean, when you read his seerah and you realize the, the, the torment and the, the horrible things that happened to him and were done to him, and yet he still always came out with so much uh, faith, peace of mind. It only helped him to grow. It only yeah. helped him to become, you know, a better person. Like he never, ever took revenge. He never, you know, he never took, you know, was rude to anyone because of, circumstances or situations happening around him so may allah help all of us that we can be the same inshallah <laughs> and by reading your story subhanallah the part when your husband passed away it kind of yeah. remind me about the seerah when prophet sallallahu alayhi soulmate khadija and it was so inspirational and yes. you know, this, this concept of like you know we go Challenge through challenges and obstacles in life. And a few days ago, I was talking with a friend, and he had an idea about that Allah help us through tribulation, through trials to help us grow. And the thing that got my attention was this brother have amazing viewpoints. Mm. And I totally agree with him. But he was kind of apologizing for not being sheikh while sharing this idea mm. of it. it got me thinking we don't need to be sheikh or scholars in order no. to look at mm. life and learn from life yes of course and, not uh, we have the surah luqman mm. you know and luqman he wasn't even a prophet of allah but yet he was so wise you yeah, know yeah. and um and we have his story there to inspire us for the rest of the time yeah. Yeah. and uh 
you know, he was even a servant, you know, uh, Lukman. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can find wisdom in anywhere, any place. And that is mm-hmm. so important mm-hmm. uh, among us Muslims that unfortunately what I've seen after being Muslim for 30 years, 30 plus years, a lot of Muslims tend to isolate themselves and they don't want to, they think that knowledge given by non-Muslims is inferior or something like that. Yes. That we only need Quran. Yes, we only need Quran. I agree. And Quran is like the best thing to ever take anything from. But, you know, knowledge is from Allah. And Allah gives knowledge to whom he pleases. And the Prophet also never isolated himself. I mean, mm. he he would take advice and from any source. You know, anything yes. that was good advice, he took it. And uh, we also need to be a little bit more open about uh, taking advice and ideas from others, even if it doesn't exactly like Norman Vincent Peale. He was a Christian. So he was writing his book from his perspective. But I still understand what he means when he Mm. like he's saying there's no power other than Jesus, you know, but I understand what he means. There's no power other than God, the creator. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I take it like that and and I take the good out of his book and just leave yeah. whatever else is there that doesn't suit me. And yeah. I think we, we can do that in so many instances, in so many situations. And one of the things I guess I appreciate about most Western people, and, you know, I'm also a Western person, but I mean, if you reflect on it, for example, the, the prime minister in New Zealand, I mean, Mm. they don't have an issue to try to, good people that is, they don't have an issue to try to reflect that I'm part of you. You and I are the same. You know, it's easy for them to, you know, for her to put on hijab and to promote letting the azan play for a Friday, you know? Yeah. Like, because she did that because she wanted Muslims in New Zealand to realize that New Zealand is with them, Mm. that they're one, Mm. you know? And... I find that kind of idea or that kind of thinking more prevalent among uh, Western people than among the Asian, the traditional Muslim people, (laughs) because in their countries, sometimes they just, they seem to be very, it's like my way or the highway kind of attitude. And that's not a good, uh, good way of thinking. That's not the way the Prophet was at all. Hmm. You know, he, he was very, very tolerant and he was very open and he, and it's mentioned in Quran. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that. That if you had been harsh and if you had been hard, they would have run away from you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But rather, he, he was, uh, his mentality and his behavior was something that caused others to become uh, so much soft in their heart. And that's what br- brought them to be Muslim, to become Muslim, you know. Yeah, I want to go back to something you sure, sure. said. Sure, sure. It, it was that we can all change our way of thinking and we can all change ourselves, but oh, yes. the change you ha- has to come within, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, our religion is trying to tell us that we have to make a change from inside more than yeah. outside. And it has to start and and its change is not easy like it's not it's not going to happen overnight and even if we look at the way that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the quran he sent it 
piece by piece over many years. He didn't send it as one book at one time, you know, instantly. And he could have done that if yeah. Allah wanted, he could have. But no, he sent it over time. He sent it according to circumstances, according to situations. And I think, again, that is a lesson in it for us that when things happen to us and we, we are upset or we are wondering what's going on, why is this happening? That is a red flag for us that, hey, let me take time. Let me think about it. Let me examine uh, myself and how I'm understanding it rather than pointing fingers that that person caused me to feel bad. That person caused me to get angry. I think, I think having that kind of reaction, you know, as many murderers, you know, once mm. they committed their crime, they will justify their crime saying, well, that person, you know, caused me to do that. They caused me to kill them. Yeah. But actually, that's not true. There's nobody has power over you in this world. Only Allah has the power. Yeah, you not know? even the shaitan himself. He would testify it, it, against you and say, I just yeah. tell them to do and they have yeah. the power and the decision. Exactly. I mean, nobody can force you to do anything. Nobody can force you to feel anything. Feelings come from thought, and those thoughts are coming from you, inside of you. And you have the power to change your thoughts. And even, uh, you know, this is also in the Sunnah of the Prophet, you know, that man who has an evil thought, like mm -hmm. he, he, he wants to do something bad to somebody, or he wants to commit a sin. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as long as he doesn't do it, then he's not accountable for his thoughts, right? Yeah. If he if he prevents himself from doing it, if mm -hmm. he if he stops himself and says, "Astaghfirullah, I'm not going to do that," then mm -hmm. it becomes a good deed for him, right? Yeah. Like Allah can switch it and say it's a good deed. If he repents, also it can be forgiven, right? But I mean, if he did commit the act and he repents, but I'm just saying that we we have a power. This is showing that we have a power in a moment when we get whatever thought we get, that we can change that thought. We have that power to change our thoughts. And that when we change our thoughts, it changes our feelings. And, and it should change our actions, actually. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really important what you have said. I haven't noticed many people using this statement, you made me angry. Instead of saying, I decided to act angry, <laughs> nobody said that it's right you made me feel this way all the time yes we make ourselves a victim so you need to examine yourself and question and the reason i'm saying this is because i'm telling you from me like this is me i have been a victim i've felt a victim for many years that you know these things have happened to me because of this these are because of that person or of that circumstance or because of that so i'm so whatever unhappy but i don't want to be a victim because mm. being a victim is it hurts you know and it's basically giving your power that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you to somebody else you're giving your power away exactly when you say that i i was not in control i couldn't do it you know it's whatever my not my fault then you're basically giving your power to something or someone else, whether it's a feeling or 
a situation or yeah you know so who has the power here you're the one that has the power mm-hmm. you're the one that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that he will support you in whatever way that you want to be supported you know because even even the people who are doing wrong allah is allowing that to happen like he's allowing them to do the wrong but what do we want to do do we want to do the right or the wrong we want to do mm-hmm. the right Yeah. and we want to be good people and we want to spread good because you know goodness and this is again in positive psychology that they're finding out that as soon as you do good it's like it multiplies it increases it increases in you it increases in everything around you and this is exactly what you know the prophet sallam taught us good can only make good you oh, know isn't it yeah so so every day we wake up we have a choice we have a choice on wh- how we want to feel the things we want to do you know so we can wake up and and decide that we, we can look at ourselves maybe we woke up late we're in a rush uh we forgot something when we rushed out of the house uh the traffic is really bad when we're trying to get where we're going and we, it just increases because you know what we started out with having that negative thought do you see yeah. <laughs> so i mean it just continues right or we can wake up and we can say oh i'm a little late okay let me just you know happily <laughs> do whatever i mean it's all about how we see it mm. oh there's some traffic it's okay let me just be patient in the traffic <laughs> you know do some zikr of allah say alhamdulillah our life begins with bismillah and ends with alhamdulillah right i mean yeah. we should always be like that like thinking in the good and trying to take things in the good which is difficult it's very tough to do but once you make the effort to do it 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 becomes a habit mm. and you can do it anybody can do it yeah uh, absolutely true many many people many authors in the positive psychology recommend mm-hmm. starting your morning with gratitude list or being grateful yes. for something about it do you have exactly. anything something to add to that if you can if it's possible try to wake up at tahajjud time like you know around 4 or 5 i don't know in finland i know you guys especially in summer you have to get up really <laughs> early for fajr i know but yeah. you know try your best to wake up before the fajr azan mm. it, however much time you can possibly and um pray you know pray tahajjud whatever it is two rak'ah it doesn't have to be you know a big thing mm. but the main thing is also sit after your prayers after you've completed it sit and just do and i forgot the arabic term but you know nowadays people are saying meditation like just mm-hmm. sit empty your mind focus on your breathing and uh don't let bad thoughts populate like just try to empty your mind and focus on this moment on the now it's not very easy to do but the thing is it helps your brain to make more connections uh inside and to kind of teach yourself to relax because i feel like our our society our modern times we feel uh, we get too much bombarded by information too much stress these are things that are killing us you know because 
the stress creates the hormones in our body that causes diseases. So we have to learn to regulate that and get rid of the, the stress in our, in our thinking so that our body will not produce those hormones which uh, work against us, actually. If they are, they're, they're there for a reason. I mean, they're needed sometimes, you know, um, but you shouldn't be living in a constant state of stress. If you are, it's going to affect your, your mentality, your body physically. You will develop diseases because of it. And I do believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the power to heal ourselves for any disease we have. And I believe that our bodies regenerate on a regular basis. I mean, this is all scientific fact. Yeah. And that our cells can uh, rehabilitate themselves and repair the damages done to them. Mm. If we allow them to get repaired, right? If, yeah. we, if we focus from our brain and uh, you know, rest and relax and just let our bodies work the way it's supposed to, let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take control. And actually by doing that, you know, we reach a higher, our higher self, you know, some people call it enlightenment, the Buddhist, you know, I don't know what they call it, something. Mm. But, um, but I believe even in Islam, that, that is what, as Muslims, that we need to be trying to achieve to keep that consistent connection with Allah throughout the day. Because during the day, we're definitely going to have to do our work. We're going to have to be busy. We're going to have to be in traffic or in crowds or whatever. Mm. Um, but, you know, if we can get that strong connection with Allah, it will last throughout the day. In the morning, like winning right. your mornings and building that strong connection and inshallah, maybe having that positive energy throughout the day. Yes. And, uh, you know, having Allah's name on your tongue is very important to be doing dhikr, subhanallah, alhamdulillah. And, you know, it's so funny that the Muslims who, even when they're working out in the environment with non-Muslims, they start, the non-Muslims start to say these things. <laughs> like, oh, <wait>. like, you know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes because, um, like, let's say that you're working on something and everybody's, you're in a conference call and they're, they're all trying to fix some issue. And mm. so you just are saying, Bismillah, then, you know, you'll find even the non-Muslims, you know, when they start trying to work on the dead, like, Bismillah, <laughs> let's get this done, you know, I mean, uh, mm. I'm not, you know, it's because the thing is, these things are, it's human nature that we, yeah. we feel this connection, you know, we feel the connection with something greater than ourselves. That's true. So, and we know we need help. All of us, we need help on a regular basis. <laughs> mm. So that's asking Allah's help when we say Bismillah. I want to finish off by asking three personal mm -hmm. questions. Oh, sure. And I ask this from all the guests that I talk to. Okay. And the first one is, what advice you will give to your younger self? Yeah, that, that's a really, really tough... <laughs> Because uh, subhanAllah, one of the ideas that I've been thinking about because I was one of those who would go back in, the pa in my past a lot and think about, you know, 
what I'd done in the past and if I could do it different and what it would be. And uh, subhanAllah, my past is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. It's over and done with. Uh, you learn lessons from it and you move on. But if I could tell the younger people who are perhaps listening to this, what I'm saying is try not to be so hard on yourself. Mm. <laughs> I be mean, try to, yourself. yes, like we, ha- in order for us to grow, we have to learn to really love ourselves. We have to, which I know sounds weird. People hear that and they think that's being like uh, anybody who's a believer believes in Allah. They, they deny themselves. Mm. I mean, th- you know, that, that is a concept that exists in humanity. And it is a concept that you find among the monks, like people who are living in a monastic lifestyle that they deny themselves, right? Mm. They deny themselves the regular life. They go live up in a mountain or a cave, right? They, they think in order to become holy or pure that you have to do that. But I don't believe that in our religion that the Prophet denied people to doing that, right? Mm-hmm. He said that you have to be uh, just an ordinary person living your life, getting married, having children, having a job, but you do all of this and remember Allah. What we found out is a lot of times the reason that people are so frustrated and so angry and they build up hatred in themselves for others is because they don't like themselves. I mean, they have a defect inside of them. And all of us, I think, you know, have that. And it could be for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what reason. The thing is, you have the ability to change, to reprogram yourself. And one of the ways you can do that is by starting to love yourself starting to look at yourself and say, I'm a good person. I've done good today. Allah loves you. Allah loves you more than it. The Prophet one day the Sahaba were sitting and a woman had lost her baby, right? And she was going crazy until she found that baby. And then she grabbed it and was so happy and so joyful. And, you know, so the Prophet turned to his companions and said, do you see the, the happiness that that woman has or the love she has for her baby? And the Sahaba said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. He said, Wallahi, Allah has more love for you than the mother has for her baby. Yeah. Like a lost baby that she just found. But Allah loves you more than that. Yeah. And, and so when, when you know Allah then you have to love yourself because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not make mistakes. Allah does not, you know, uh, make something wrong or bad. You are a good person and you need to tell yourself that. And one of the ways of taking care of yourself is by, you know, being healthy, remembering Allah, uh, you know, being kind to others. You know, because your inside reflects on your outside. So if you love yourself, you will automatically love others. Hmm. If you're happy with yourself, you will be happy with your situation, no matter what it is. Okay. So that would be my advice for 
younger people. I can't go back and change. <laughs> I love the way you reframe the question. I think my intention is uh, <laughs> to give advice to the to the youth. Yes. yes. But that's really an important yes. point you mentioned. Uh, forgiving yourself, be compassionate yes. to yes. yourself, love yourself. Do not let your past mistakes stop you from like, stop you moving from on moving yeah. on and and that's one of the biggest tricks and games of shaitan making you believe that you're not worthy of it oh of course good. yes of course yeah. and and i can't completely blame shaitan i think also just it's in human nature like we we are our worst enemies we tell oh, ourselves yeah. from the start that don't even try it don't say it don't you know, don't do that. You can't do it. You, you're not going to make, we are constantly being negative inside of ourselves, but I'm, I'm saying that we can reprogram ourselves. We can reprogram our subconscious so that we start telling ourselves good things and encouraging ourselves to do the right thing. Of course, with Allah's help, I believe that Allah didn't create us to be negative, but Due to circle, due to whatever, I mean, it, it comes out in us, you know. Uh, we seem to uh, emphasize negativity more than positivity. But then that, as we're younger, I'm saying, when we're young. You know, if you ask any children, um, you know, you tell them you need to go to bed, shut the thing off, you know, go. But you're so unfair, right? You're the worst mother ever, you know? <laughs> I hate you. You're so mean. I'm never going to treat my kid. I mean, this is the tough. Then very normal behavior of an immature brain, basically. <laughs> so the thing is, our brain, as, they, as we mature and as our brain matures, we're able to understand many concepts. But that negative negativity that we received when we were young, as well as our negative, whatever immature brain it's still there inside of us but we can overcome it by really working on ourselves and trying to uh just reprogram ourselves basically and there's a lot of research a lot of books on those subjects yeah. inshallah i agree so. my second question is what book you would recommend about positive thinking oh about positive thinking, well, the, the one I mentioned earlier, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, but there's also um, so many other books. There is a one uh, called, uh, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I forgot what it's called, it just went blank, and I don't have my paper in front of me. Anyway, um, the the other thing is, to listen to uh, YouTube, uh, there's a doctor named Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks about all of this, about our thoughts make our emotions and how we think. And he, tell, he teaches people how to reprogram themselves. Yeah. So he's written some books. One of them is called Breaking the Habit of Yourself, which I'm listening to as an audio book right now. There's another one called Hardwiring Happiness, which is a another doctor which talks about you know how our brains absorb negativity easily easily like it like anything negative happens to us we remember it quite well but um so he's saying that we have to like kind of overpower the negative memories with happy memories and and therefore our brains will be conditioned to towards happiness more than unhappiness i guess <laughs> 
That's very interesting. But it is. They're all. They're all very. It's. There's so much out there. Just um, and anything by Martin Sligman, S E L I G M A N. He's a positive psychologist out in California. Mm. So he's written a lot of books too. <laughs> Thank you for sharing those. I'm not taking notes, no. so I'm gonna re-listen the audio. <laughs> Inshallah. My last question is. Uh, what is the legacy or the impact that you want to leave behind? Oh boy, that, that's also a huge question. I think uh, I would like to be an inspiration to others, especially women, Muslim women in particular, that you can, you can change your life, you can make it better. And um, it doesn't, it's not that difficult to do. I mean, all it takes is some, first of all, your intention to try to, uh, live better and then uh, doing it on a regular basis, staying committed, be, remaining steadfast. And um, you can do it through, I mean, changing the way you think, having good thoughts, and uh, of course, maintaining the prayers and doing a little bit extra meditation, trying to just be positive in your life in all ways. And my legacy, I I hope that I just they will say that she tried her best and she was a good person. <laughs> I mm. hope that's my legacy, <laughs> inshallah. And you are such an inspirational person because Alhamdulillah. you're only sharing your life story. I just read once your blog and I was moved mm. and touched by it. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah khair. Keep doing good, keep sharing the message, mashallah, and may Allah bless you and bless the world. Oh, same to you. Oh, and the other book I want to recommend, number one is Quran, of course. Yeah, yeah. But that's too obvious, you know. That's, like, know. that's number one source everyone recommends. And no, it, seriously, seriously, it is a book that I just read again and again, and mm -hmm. I've read it several times, but it always has something to teach me. Yeah. And when I go and learn something new from another source, mm -hmm. it's like I can find... Uh, something similar in Quran, like mm. it's, it relates to everything. Yeah. It's amazing. And talking yeah. about human psychology, who is <laughs> who knows the most about us human beings? Is our Creator? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yes, and we're so lucky to have this beautiful revelation okay. given to us. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. <laughs> for this interview. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I, we didn't even go to the health and fitness part maybe you could yeah. do another episode for that inshallah in yeah that's that that's something very i mean positive thinking is part of it um, yeah but you know being healthy is is really something that i love to speak about and i'm kind of passionate about it more we can do another episode later in the but in once again thank you and jazakallah for the interview oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for the walikum assalam